The Faith and Fishing Podcast is sponsored by 413 Lure Company. 413 Lure Company is a family-owned and operated business that puts Christ first and does things the right way. Using really high-quality components, they make some really, really awesome spinner baits, buzz baits, bladed swim jigs, and more in some really sweet color combinations. Check them out on Facebook to see what they can do and place your order today. Welcome to the Faith and Fishing Podcast, where you get to hear all kinds of fishermen tell their stories and share their faith. I'm your host, Cam Steele. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. This week we'll be finishing up our interview with pastor, fisherman, and health coach Jeff Hodge from Nashville Church of the Nazarene. You can give the podcast feedback on facebook.com slash faithandfishingpodcast, Instagram at faithandfishingpod, or through email at faith, the letter N, fish, the letter N, at gmail.com. And I'd love to know whether y'all like splitting up long episodes like this into two parts, or if you would prefer to have them as one episode. Uh, So let me know. For now, though, let's jump right back into our interview with Jeff Hodge. Uh, This has really um, become uh, my favorite question of the whole interview so far. Gotten some some really great answers, um, but what fishing story or memory means the most to you? Well, means the most. Um, I would say there, there, there are two stories. Uh, but the one that means the most is, uh, probably, um, we had, I had just become a youth pastor, full-time youth pastor with my, uh, at, the, at a church in Indiana where my, my senior pastor was, um, a big fisherman. And he's the one that, uh, would take me on, on Monday mornings. He'd pick me up at four o'clock in the morning. And I remember it was just a, a dreary day. Uh, it picks me up and it's, it's kind of snowing and, and spitting rain a little bit. And we take off and we actually, we go up to Berrien Springs, Michigan from Muncie, Indiana. We drive all the way up to Berrien Springs, Michigan. And it's about a, a three hour drive to get there. And uh, we get out on the river and we're at the St. Gate River and we're going upstream. And as we get to our spot, we we anchor right out front of this creek bed that flows into the St. Joe River. And so we anchor there and then he has a friend that comes up and anchors a little bit in front of us. And how things change in a blink of an eye. Uh, you know, we're fishing and um, the way I, I, I fish, I, I, I love fly fishing. And uh, before I moved there, I would fly fish with steelhead. And so uh, I tie a fly on the end of my rod and I just kind of lob cast it up with a weight up into that creek bed and I drift it out of that creek bed and down in front of us. And, um, as I'm doing this, um, uh, we're talking and, and just talking about the, the Sunday before and the, the sermon. And as I do this, I hook into one and I find it for just a few seconds and then I stop. Now I'm sitting in the front of boat. It's still dark out. I got a cooler next to me and I got a lantern, uh, a gas lantern that is going so I can see on the, in the front of the boat. And then there's a step down to the back of the boat. He's got a bass tracker or a, not a bass tracker, but a tracker boat, 16 foot deep. And, uh, as I, 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 I take my rod and I pull it back out of the water. And as I do this, 
the salmon literally jumps into the front of the boat <laughs> and literally lands at my feet and it just lays there and i'm like it's in the boat it's in the boat the fish just jumped in the boat and like, the guy in the other boat a friend uh mike he goes well get it and like i'm too busy talking about how it jumped in the boat and he says get it so instead of reaching down and grabbing it with my hand i do a dumb thing i take my foot now there's here's this brand new fresh fish it doesn't hasn't had to fight or anything and it's just laying there in the boat and i go to put my foot on it first and as i do this fish goes nuts hits the cooler knocks my lantern over breaks the lantern down at the bottom of the boat where my pastor is and it's just flopping all over the place we're trying to put out a fire in the boat <laughs> and we're trying to grab this fish at the same time and and we stopped and we got it again we, we put the fish in the, in the live well put the fire out picked up the glass shards and everything and we just sat there and laughed about it and the crazy thing is it just kind of reminded me that you know in life you might be fishing you might be trying for something and a lot of times we try way too hard to attain a goal that um we try to get when all we have to do is just realize that a lot of times god will just give us what we need for that time and we get to learn from it and that is just that's one of the stories that just cracks me up uh, i tell it to everybody and it's such a far-fetched story it a lot of people are like that didn't happen i'm like yeah it did i have three other witnesses that that know that happened knows that happened and so uh that's that's my my funniest story best story um uh, that that i think i've ever experienced and then uh uh, and that, I know that's not bass fishing, but that's that was salmon fishing. But yeah, that's that's it. That's the story. I hear you. That's awesome. So, um, up in Michigan, what kind of uh, what kind of salmon were you catching? There, you can uh, steelhead salmon, uh, coho, um, are, are the ones that really run in the rivers up here uh, in lower part of Michigan. Uh, you and, and some king salmon uh running the rivers up here and so you can catch you know anywhere between you know 20 24 inches uh a steelhead or or salmon all the way up to i think the longest one i've caught was a, a 38 inch like 15 pound uh coho or, or I'm, I'm sorry steelhead um, that I caught. They're, that's such a beautiful fish and beautiful rainbow colors on it, especially when they come in fresh out of the lake. Um, a lot of fun to catch. A lot of fun to catch. Yeah, for sure. That sounds, that sounds really fun. All right. So, um, uh, another fun question. Um, whenever you're out, um, fishing with a, with a fishing buddy, what is your typical conversation centered around? Uh, normally, uh, the, uh, just life, um, you know, how life is going, the things. And normally, the, the people that I go fishing with, most of the time are other pastors on our, on our area, around our area. Uh, 
I, I got a great group of pastor friends that uh, love the outdoors. And, and so a lot of times we hunt and fish together. Uh, but, um, you know, going out, I, I love going out fishing with anybody. And so, um, a lot of people I go fishing with, we just talk about life and, you know, what's going on in their lives and, uh, kids, children. I have one child. She's 23 now and, uh, just recently got engaged. So I imagine as we go into the summer, uh, fishing with people, that'll probably be part of the conversation there, children and, and, uh, getting married and having, uh, them having families. And so that's, normally it, it's about family. Uh, conversations always uh, revolve around family. Absolutely. So um, what life advice do you wish you had been able to start off with? Oh, man. I think the best advice um, that I got and, and, and I try to share with people is that, you know, a lot of times when adversity strikes, um, our, it seems like human nature, um, I know this, this happened for me. Uh, we, we, we think we have to quit what we're doing and make immediate changes. And sometimes, uh, we are forced into that. Uh, when my dad passed away when I was 14, I was the only one left at home. I had my, my next oldest brother was in college. My two sisters were, um, out of school and, and married, and then my eldest brother was a coach at a university, and and so I was the only one at home, and I really felt that I needed to. Um, I made a decision um, at at the funeral that I was going to quit uh, playing sports and go get a job and and help my mother out at that time, and and my my sister-in-law says, you know, uh, you know, you can always do that, but. Uh, really feel that you need to continue to do what you're doing and, and make those other decisions later. See what it takes place. And a lot of times in, in the midst of adversity, we tend to make the um, quick, um, a quick decision uh, without really thinking through things and allowing uh, God to really speak to us in what we should do. Um, we tend to just make those quick decisions, um, without really thinking things through or allowing God and His Spirit to speak into us what we should do. All right. So let's, let's flip that around just a little bit. And what fishing advice do you wish you had been able to start off with? Oh man. I, I, I really feel like a new beginner. Uh, bass fishing. Um, I wish I, you know, I'm, I'm 52 years old and I'm, I feel like I'm just learning how to bass fish. Um, and so I wish I had someone that could really help me understand, uh, the lay of the land when it comes to bass fishing, the time of the years, the right colors, the right, uh, lures. Um, the last two years when I bass fish, it seems like the only lure I use is is a, like a Cinco worm or a fancy worm and Texas rig in it. Um, and, uh, that's what I've been able to, to catch my fish on. I, I, this year, I'd, I'd love to be able to expand my horizons and, 
and use different types of lures and uh, maybe a frog or a chatterbait or a, a jig um, uh, just to be able to be able to learn the, the conditions and, and the type of lure to use uh, to, to get uh, have success in, in fishing. Um, so I, I guess the advice would be to, to be able to, somebody could teach me and how to be able to do that. All right. Um, and, uh, all right. So what fish, um, sits at the top of your bucket list of fish to catch? Oh, top of my bucket list to catch. Man, I don't, I don't think I really have a fish that I, I really desire to, uh, to really go after. I, I would love to, um, I think I would love to take a, a charter out and, and do some, uh, you know, deep sea fishing uh, of some sort, but I don't know if I really have a bucket list or, or, um, to catch. I, I, I mean, I can't, that's a great question. I have to think about that one. I, I don't really have that, that fish out there that I desire to, to catch. So I, I can't answer that question. All right. Well, maybe you can answer this next one. Um, and is there a fishing spot on the top of your bucket list? Oh, Alaska. Mm, Alaska absolutely. for sure. Um, um, that's, I would love to go. Uh, fly fishing in Alaska or, or steelhead or, or salmon fishing in Alaska. I, you know, just, you know, watching, uh, shows where guys go, uh, fishing in Alaska with, uh, that's just, you know, about four years ago, I went, five years ago, I went on a trip out to Montana to the Bighorn River and did fly fishing for a few days out on the Bighorn. Bighorn River, little Bighorn River there, and that was just that was awesome, uh, just to, to do a float fishing down that. But I think I think fly fishing or, or salmon fishing in Alaska would just be uh, something I would love to do. For sure, um, one of my one of my favorite books, um, A Fly Rod of Your Own by uh, John uh, Gierick, and if I'm mispronouncing that name, I'm sorry, but um, he uh, is a book of short stories, um, his fishing stories, and a lot of those take place in Alaska. And if that, that book doesn't get you wanting to fish in Alaska, nothing will. Oh, really? I don't have to write that book down. It sounds like a good book to read. Absolutely. Um, highly recommend it. <laughs> okay. All right, so we are going to move into a segment here. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory by the name. It's called What's Your Favorite? Uh, so I'm going to ask you some, some questions about what's your favorite in different categories, and um, here we go. All right. All right, so uh, do you have a favorite scripture? Oh, yeah. Uh, it would be that Ephesians 3, 1 passage. Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated. And, uh, set your mind, um, set your mind on things that are above. Um, that is over the last several years, that's been my, my favorite passage, uh, to study. I probably go and study that passage 
um, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Um, I'd probably study that passage, Colossians and Philippians, Paul's letters, um, probably two or three times a year uh, I read through those. Uh, so yeah, Colossians 3, 1. For sure, for sure. So um, do you have a favorite parable or Bible story? Uh, yeah, the, my favorite parable is the, the favorite parable is Luke chapter 15, the prodigal. Um, it's, it's a, it's a parable in which, uh, you really see the love of a, of a dad, uh, of a father, um, of a father God and, and where, uh, I get this picture of, you know, his son, even though his son is saying, Hey, I wish you were dead. I want my inheritance now. He gives him his inheritance. He runs and he squanders it all. But dad, to me, dad is always on that porch, um, looking. Is my son coming home today? Where's my son? And, and, you know, what a picture of the father. He's always there waiting for that person to come home. And, and the cool thing is that, uh, he's not waiting uh, for that son or that child to come back and grovel and uh, to be brought back in the home. No, as soon as he sees his son, he runs and and after his son and grabs hold of him and embraces him and restores him back into the family. There's no groveling. There's no, uh, I want to hear your apology first. There's, there's none of that. It's just, Hey, welcome home. You are home again. You're back in the fold. You're back part of the family. And that is just a, a great representation of God's love for us. Definitely. So what, um, what's your favorite fish to catch? Right now, I, I love bass fishing. Um, it's funny because I, for the last month, uh, in the corner of my living room, my wife was getting tired of it. She says, can you get this out of here? All my tackle was spread out across the <laughs> living room. I had tackle boxes, uh, little Plano boxes full of tackle, and I was going through and organizing, getting ready for this year. I have had the itch. It's been, it's been in the forties here for the past month, and I've had this itch, uh, to get out and get the kayak out to get it ready and, and just get all my stuff ready so I can get out on the lake and, and go fishing. And so, um, I, I, man, bass fishing has just become a passion for me. And, um, just to relearn how to bass fish and all the different lures out there. And, and I, I just, I can't wait to get out on the lake. All right. So bass is your favorite fish to catch. Is there, is, uh, is that also your favorite to fish for? Uh, favorite fish right now? Yeah. Uh, but really, um, the fish I, I really love fish for, you know, is my email is steelhead. And so I, I love fishing for steelhead, fly fishing for steelhead. Um, and even, even now fly fishing for panfish. Um, I picked that up again last summer, uh, fly fishing for panfish, but, uh, if, if I had my way, I would be out fly fishing for steelhead whenever the opportunity arose. 
I hear you. And, um, and really, the, the opportunity is there. My in-laws live about three blocks away from the St. Joe River in Indiana. And, and man, I could be out on that. Every time I go visit them, I could be out on that river fly fishing if I wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't gotten into fly fishing yet. I just, uh, not too long ago, finally got, um, got comfortable with a bait caster and, uh, got over the frustration of learning that. So I'm going to save the frustration of learning something else for later. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. I'm still learning how to use a bait caster. So I get it. All right. So what's your favorite fish to eat? Favorite fish to eat? I would say salmon. Uh, again, um, salmon is a, it seems like that you can, you can cook it up in so many different ways. Uh, it's probably the most healthy fish for you. Um, my wife is a health nut. Man, she, she makes sure that I, I eat healthy and, and has really got me into another aspect of my life is, is not only spiritual coaching, but also health coaching. And, and so we've become health coaches and, and, um, helping people learn how to, to eat right and, uh, uh, just being overall more healthy uh, in their eating. So, yeah, I would say salmon. All right. I may end up uh, having to ask for some advice on that. Um, that's that's an area of my life that I really struggle with. So. You know, a lot of people do, and, and and I did for a number of years. And, and uh, you know, I tried all the different fad diets. And, and what I ended up learning from um, somebody who had and I'm a person that likes to be coached. And so, um, I, I asked someone to coach me in this area that, um, was really as a nutritional expert. And, and so she, and she did and uh, really changed my thinking on, on a lot of different things and in, in, in concerning my health. And so, uh, that's, that's been a big thing. I've, lost a lot of weight doing this so it's and feel a lot better too absolutely so while we're on the subject of food what's your favorite fishing snack uh favorite fishing snack oh man if i'm out on the water i have um there are these chocolate mint bars that i get that i think are my favorite um I, I take them out on the water with me, put them in a pouch in the cooler so the chocolate doesn't melt. And, uh, uh, water and, and a chocolate mint bar is probably my favorite, uh, snack to eat. Absolutely. Is there a particular brand? Uh, no, not a particular brand. Um, it's just, uh, as long as it's I chocolate mean, and mint. Yeah. No, I, I can't even. Uh, right now, it's not, it's just part of the, the food package that I get, uh, that okay. we make up and, and what we get each month, um, in our, in our, in our health program that we have. So, um, it, I think, I think it, what is it? It's just called, cho- uh, um, chocolate mint bar. Double chocolate mint bar is what it is. Okay. Absolutely. So, um, I'm not going to ask for any specifics or ask you to give away any secret spots, but what's your favorite body of water to fish on? Oh, favorite body of water. I, you know what? A lake that we, we go to the most is a lake here in 
just outside of Kalamazoo, Michigan, called Indian Lake. And uh, we go down there and we kayak that quite a bit. And uh, it's there's a nice little creek that runs out of it and um, runs into it. And and so I, I love fishing the mount, that water, the the entrance into that creek. And um, then and also that lake has a lot of um, grassy areas around it that are that if you like the crappie fish, you can do some good crappie fishing there. And um, it's got a wide group of fish in that. It's got your panfish, your your largemouth bass, your rock bass, your um, your crappie. Your it has a, a lot of it's a good bluegill lake as well. And then also it's got northern pike in it, and so uh, it's a, a good northern pike fishery as well. So right now I would say Indian Lake. All right. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to catch a northern yet. I've caught chain pickerel a lot though. So they're okay. fun. All right. Quite yeah, cool. northern they they and I I hooked into in my kayak. Uh, I was throwing a a lipless or a yeah a lipless crankbait, and uh, I think it was a sexy shad and along a, a lily pad uh, on the edge of a lily pad. And, I hooked into a northern in my kayak and man, we went for a ride. My <laughs> anchor wasn't in very well and, and, uh, that thing took me for a ride for a little bit, but it was a, it's like a, it was like a 24 inch northern pike and, uh, they fight so differently than any other fish. You know, uh, salmon will run on you. Bass, they'll, they'll, they'll run and, and jump on you. Northerns, they dive on you. They dive and go, and um, that's how you know you got a northern on. Is that that fish will just dive and um, and, and just pull that rod down. And that's a that's a fun fish to catch. All right. So, um, last but not least, uh, what is your favorite time of year to fish? Favorite time of year, uh, I would have to say the fall. Uh, just being out on the lake and. And up here in, in Michigan, we have this, like I said, we have the Thornapple River, uh, that runs through our area here in, in Southwest Michigan. And, um, we're able to go and drift, uh, and uh, kayak that river and just being out there fishing on that river, um, and, and looking at, uh, you'll see deer running, um, across the river, swimming across the river, uh, through the woods and the color of the trees. Um, I think that's probably the, the prettiest time to be out on the water, uh, is that time of year. It's just beautiful. And, uh, seeing, see, just being out there in God's creation and, and seeing all that He has for us. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, we're going to start wrapping things up. Um, so, um, uh, if you would let us know what's upcoming for you and upcoming for your church. Well, we have, you know, this is a ever-changing season right now. Um, you know, normally we would have, um, we have like three or four activities planned, uh, coming into the spring here. Um, here at Nashville Nazareth, we had, uh, Easter, of course, coming up in, in April. Um, and then, um, we had also what we we're going to do is, um, love our village. It's a, um, a deal that we have where we go out on a particular day in May 
and just uh, serve our community, uh, showing our community that the church is not just a, a place where you go in and a group of people go, that the church is a, a living, breathing, active movement with God where we go out and serve people and serve our community. And so we had that coming up in May. Uh, along with, uh, we are going to have a biker blessing um, coming up at the end of May. But, you know, with this day and age and with this the virus issue that we got going on uh, this year, um, all that stuff is kind of up in the air on what we're going to do. So we're kind of rethinking church and, and what church looks like and, and, um, and, you know, what Easter might look like and, and how we, uh, as a, as the body of Christ go and serve. Uh, so, it, you know, those are the things we have planned, but man, like I said, it's, uh, all that stuff is up in the air with what's going on. So we have to rethink, uh, how we're, we're going to do this. Absolutely. All right. So do you have any uh, supporters that you'd like to give a shout out to? Uh, supporters? Uh, yeah. Um, supporter. Man, I don't have any supporters, actually. Uh, just the people of our church. Uh, we have such a wonderful church. Our, our church supports uh, our ministry here in, in a great way. Uh, they're willing to do whatever we need to do to um, reach people for the cause of Christ. And um, so, yeah, the people of our congregation here at Nashville Nazarene, they're a wonderful group of people. And uh, actually, uh, the people here in this community of Nashville, uh, just a great community, a great group of people. Um, you talk about a, a, a group of people that they come together uh, as a community. Uh, that's that's Nashville, and they care for one another, and it doesn't matter what uh, church you're a part of, or even if you're not part of the church uh, here in this community. Uh, this community cares for one another, and so it's a great people uh, group, a place to live, and a group of people to be around us. So yeah, a shout out to the people of Nashville. Uh, what a great group of people. All right. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you or follow you on social media or learn more about your church, how do they find you? Oh, we're on uh, Facebook as a church in Nashville, Nashville, Nazarene, dash, Michigan. Uh, Nazarene is spelled N-A-Z-A-R-E-N-E. And so uh, you have that. Nashville, Nazarene, uh, dash, Michigan, our Facebook page. And uh, there you can find our sermons. Um, uh, online there, and then also uh, you can get in touch with me with at Jeff Hodge or Jeffrey Hodge at on Facebook uh, or Instagram there as well. All right, well, uh, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. I uh, really enjoyed this, um, and uh, thank you for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you, Cam, and and I'm glad to be a part of this, and and uh, love to do it again sometime. It'd be great. Thanks again to Jeff for coming on the show and opening up with us. And again, check out his church on social media by searching Nashville Church of the Nazarene. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the episode to help others find the show and to follow the show on social media. Thanks again for listening. Y'all take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. If you like this episode, please give it a rating, a review, and make sure to subscribe on whatever app you're listening to so you never miss an episode. 
You can follow the podcast on social media at facebook.com slash faithandfishingpodcast and Instagram at faithandfishingpod. Special thanks and a big shout out to our show sponsor, 413 Lure Company, to Jonathan Enthelancy for helping me write, play, and record the music for the show, and to Tyler Worrell, the graphic designer behind our amazing logo. If you have any questions about faith, I encourage you to contact a pastor in your community. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, get out there and catch some fish, and I will catch you on the next episode.